Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FTR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 249 for the week of January 29th, 2024. Before we start, a reminder, you can download a PDF of the graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. We'll start this week with a look at the economy during the final quarter of last year. U.S. economic growth in the fourth quarter did not match that of the third quarter, but otherwise it was the strongest since the fourth quarter of 2021. Real gross domestic product or GDP rose 3.3%. Seasonally adjusted on an annualized basis, that was following a comparable gain of 4.9% in the third quarter of last year. Economic strength was broad-based with increases in government and consumer spending, fixed investment, both residential and non-residential, and inventories. One negative for the broader economy was an increase in imports, which count as a negative in the GDP calculation. Consumer spending was the largest contributor to economic growth. Spending on services was a moderately larger contributor than was spending on goods, but that was simply because the services sector is so much larger. On a percentage basis, spending on goods outpaced spending on services. Food services and accommodations and healthcare were the leading contributors to growth within the services sector. The leading contributors within goods were non-durable goods led by pharmaceutical products and recreational goods and vehicles led by computer software. Both exports and imports of goods rose quarter over quarter, although neither matched their growth rates during the third quarter. Goods exports were still strong at 4.7% annualized, but goods imports were just eight-tenths of a percent higher annualized. The portion of the economy tied to freight transportation, what FTR calls the GDP goods transport sector, also rose during the fourth quarter, although the 2.9% annualized growth paled in comparison to the 7% gain recorded in the third quarter. As noted, spending on goods and both exports and imports of goods improved during the fourth quarter, but none of those gains were as strong as those that occurred during the third quarter. Also, the contribution from private inventories had been sharply stronger in the third quarter. By the way, Those of you who subscribe to FTR's trucking update uh, or shippers update publications uh, may uh, be interested in reading the commentary for February, which dives into some of the limitations in GDP as well as GDP goods transport when you're looking at uh, how that translates into freight activity. Okay, let's talk about diesel prices. We're starting to see some volatility as prices rose for the second time in three weeks. The national average price of diesel 
increased 2.9 cents to $3.86.7 cents a gallon during the week ended January 29th. Regional differences during the week were quite significant. At one end of the spectrum, the lower Atlantic saw the average price jump 9.6 cents a gallon. However, in the Rocky Mountain region, the average price fell just over 5 cents. Prices in New England and the large Midwest region, in terms of sales, barely changed. Meanwhile, we are seeing just a little volatility in crude prices. On January 26th, West Texas Intermediate closed above $78 a barrel for the first time since November. However, on the 29th of January, crude fell by nearly $1.25 a barrel. We're still seeing pretty stable crude prices in the scheme of things, though especially uh, considering all of the uh, conflicts that we have in the Middle East, Eastern Europe, and other places. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week into January 26th, which is week four of the year. Warmer temperatures and calmer weather relieved most of the pressure that had fueled spot rates during the prior week. Broker posted rates for van equipment in the truck stop system declined during the week and that was especially true in refrigerated. Dry van rates gave back about half of the previous week's gain, while refrigerated spot rates fell by about 50% more than they had risen the week before. Flatbed spot rates rose for the fourth straight week to their highest level since late July. Let's look a little more closely at rates. The total broker posted rate declined nearly four cents after rising seven cents in the prior week. Rates are about 3% below the same 2023 week and about 1.4% below the five-year average. Even with the decrease in the latest week, total rates so far in 2024 are firmer than is typical during the month of January, largely because of steady increases in flatbed, as well as, of course, the effects of the winter weather a couple of weeks ago. Let's look at rates by equipment type. Dry van spot rates declined just over $0.03. Cents. That was after rising $0.6 cents in the prior week. Rates were 1.6% higher than the same week last year. That's the strongest year-over-year comparison since April of 2022. But they were still 1.7% below the five-year average. Refrigerated spot rates fell nearly $0.19 cents after jumping more than $0.12 cents during the prior week. Rates were more than 3% above the same week last year, and they were right on the five-year average for the week. Flatbed spot rates moved up more than one cent after rising nearly six cents during the previous week. Rates were nearly 5% below the same week last year and less than 1% below the five-year average. And let's look at volume. Total load activity eased a little more than 2% after rising about 4% during the previous week. Total volume was just was up just under a percent compared to the same week last year, but it was nearly 26% below the five-year average. Dry van loads were essentially unchanged. Volume was 9% above the same week last year, but 15% below the five-year average. Refrigerated loads fell about 17%. Volume was more than 19% above the same week last year but more than 16% below the five-year average. And flatbed loads ticked up just four-tenths of a percent in the latest week. Volume was more than 9% below the same week last year, 
and about 39% below the five-year average. Let's wrap up the weekly data with a brief look at mortgage rates, which rose nine-tenths of a point in the latest week. Now, that's not an especially large increase, but it is the largest since late October. According to Freddie Mac, the average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was 6.69% in the latest week. Mortgage rates generally had fallen since hitting a high of, or a recent high of 7.79% back in October, but the decline basically stalled out just before Christmas. We've been hovering in the 66 to 6.7% range since. Since we're already talking about the housing market, we'll start our monthly indicators there and we'll look at home sales. We discussed sales of existing homes last week. Uh, those declined a bit in December and 2023 overall saw the fewest sales of existing homes since 1995 as we discussed last week. Sales of new homes performed better than sales of existing homes in December. Sales of new single-family homes rose 8%, following a 9% drop in November. And that 9% is a little softer than the initially reported decrease for November, which had been more than 12%. New home sales in December were up month over month for only the second time since July, Year-over-year, sales were up 4.4%. While inventories of new homes are tighter than they were during the second half of 2022, they remain elevated compared to the pre-pandemic norm. The supply of new homes at current sales rates declined to 8.2 months in December from 8.8 months in November, but the average from 2015 through 2019 had been 5.6 months. One of the major headwinds for sales of both new and existing homes has been affordability, but the challenge might be easing. The median sales price of a new single-family home sold during December was $413,200. That figure is still 25% higher, though, than it was during the pre-pandemic month of February 2020, Um, but it is the lowest median price since December of 2021. Okay, let's talk about consumer spending. American spending in December rose sharply for the second straight month, led especially by spending on goods. Adjusted for inflation, overall spending increased half a percent month over month. That matches the increase in November. Real spending on services moved up three-tenths of a percent, while real spending on goods jumped 1.1%, which is the strongest increase since January 2023. Robust gains in goods spending frequently have been due to motor vehicles, but that was not the case in December. The largest contributor was recreational goods and vehicles, led by software, which clearly does not have as much impact on freight volumes as autos and light trucks, for example. A similar category, information processing equipment, had led growth in November. As I mentioned earlier, we sort of get into this discussion and uh, some some of the nuances of consumer spending uh, as part of our uh, freight focus series commentary uh, for February. Now, it, it does bear discussing, though, that uh, on the services side of the ledger, uh, that also might have some positive implications for goods. Um, And that's especially true in food services, which obviously has a goods component. Uh, 
the December gain in services spending was led by healthcare and financial services, but the November gain had actually been led by food services. So uh, there is clearly some uh, positive impact for freight in that area. Uh, back to December, real spending on durable goods rose 1.5%, following a 1.1% gain in November. Although spending on non-durable goods was not as strong, it was still quite robust at a gain of just under 1%. Given strong spending growth, a decrease in the savings rate was not too surprising. The personal saving rate, which is basically personal saving as a percentage of disposable income, fell to 3.7%, which is the lowest level in a year. Okay, let's look at data on inventories. Total retail inventories in December posted their strongest increase since August, but strong sales in the retail sector kept inventories lean relative to sales. Retail inventories rose eight-tenths of a percent month-over-month month, seasonally adjusted, led by a 1.2% increase in inventories for motor vehicle and parts dealers. Excluding automotive, retail inventories were up six-tenths of a percent. That's the first month-over-month month increase in retail excluding automotive since August. Now, based on the preliminary data, uh, we've calculated uh, that the total retail inventories to sales ratio in December ticked up to 1.31 from 1.3. That is the highest since May of 2020, but it is far leaner than what was typical before the pandemic. Despite the increase in retail inventories, aside from automotive, higher sales in December kept the inventories to sales ratio at 1.16, which is the leanest ever aside from the pandemic disruption period of mid-2020 through 2021. By the way, we're not going to go through all the data in this podcast, but if you refer to the slide deck accompanying uh, the podcast, it includes charts on inflation-adjusted inventories uh, through the fourth quarter for the retail and wholesale sectors. Finally this week, let's look at an indicator of demand in the manufacturing sector, Total new orders for durable goods were flat month over month in December, but new orders within the large transportation equipment category, which includes civilian aircraft, motor vehicles, and defense aircraft, declined uh, just under 1%. If we exclude transportation equipment, new orders rose six-tenths of a percent, and that's the largest increase since May. Total new orders were up 4.8% year over year, Orders excluding transportation equipment were up 2.3%. New orders for core capital goods, that's non-defense capital goods, excluding aircraft, increased three-tenths of a percent in December and were up 1.8% year-over-year. As we have noted, though, the Census Bureau's dollar value data on manufacturing orders is not adjusted for pricing. If we adjust for the producer price index for private capital equipment, which seems to be about the closest we can get, new orders for core capital goods saw the same month-over-month growth of three-tenths of a percent as their current dollar orders. However, PPI-adjusted new orders were up just three-tenths of a percent year-over-year rather than the 1.8% in the nominal data. Producer-level inflation since the start of the pandemic has greatly distorted the new orders data, 
In current dollars, new orders for core capital goods in December were 21.6% above February 2020. However, real new orders were up just 1.7%. Okay, let's recap some key takeaways for the week. The portion of the economy linked to freight transportation and the broader economy grew in the fourth quarter. Diesel prices rose for the second time in three weeks. Van spot rates fell as winter weather disruptions faded. Mortgage rates rose in the latest week. Sales of new homes rebounded in December. Consumer spending on goods was strong in December. Retail inventories were up. And durable goods orders, excluding transportation equipment, rose. Next week, we'll dig into the labor market with a look at payroll employment. That includes in trucking. Also at unemployment, labor participation, and job openings. Plus, we will look at the number of trucking companies entering and exiting the market uh, and recap the week in diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight as usual. That's FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 249 for the week of January 29th, 2024. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state dash of dash freight dash today.